sometimes it's nice to have a little extra help when it comes to devotions. So never fear because Oh Beloved One has got you covered. We have tons of free resources on our website and also some paid ones that can really help you in your walk with God. This year, 2021, we are releasing some devotions that go along the lines of Get Wisdom. Our first book in the series is called Navigating Your Relationships, and it's all about that. And then the second one is Tech Talk, and we just released it this past week. Tech Talk is all about taking back the screen. We're surrounded by tech every day, every hour, even every minute. We can hardly even imagine a world without screens, but they aren't a harmless pastime. Like anything else in this fallen world, tech can be used and abused. So let's chat about how to redeem the screen. Head over to obelovedone.com shop to grab your copy of Tech Talk. It's only $7. It's a digital study. You can go through it. It's two weeks long, and it is so, so inspiring and helpful. Uh, I got a lot out of it personally, and I hope that you guys will join us in the study. So again, that's obelovedone.com shop, and that'll be up on the screen for you. This week, I wanted to talk about something near and dear to my heart, and that is summer camp. Now, specifically, I'm talking about Christian summer camp. I know that there are a lot of other camps out there, science camps, art camps, things like that, but specifically, wanted to talk about Christian camps with you guys. And I guess I really started thinking about this because in the span of like four or five days, a bunch of friends were writing me like, Hey, do you have any tips on, you know, going to camp? Because I went to camp three years as a camper. I think it was three. And then I served two years, uh, or sorry, two summers. Sounds like I was like living there or something. Two summers as staff. So the first summer I worked in the craft shop. Go figure. It was like, oh my goodness. Oh, I can't even. I was writing out the notes for this and my heart was just like so, so. Camp is just such a special place, you guys. Um, but anyway, so I served as a member of the craft shop and then I served as a counselor at the Wilds Christian Camp in North Carolina. And those two summers are seriously so, so special to me. I can't even explain. If you guys know a lot about, or a little bit about, about, about my story, um, in 2018, yeah, that was when I served as part of the craft shop and it was just a really amazing summer for me. I mean, as I said, I'd been to camp before. Uh, The camps at the Wilds are one to two weeks long. And I mean, they were good and everything, but there's nothing like 10 weeks of just being stretched and having accountability and literally being soaked in the gospel almost every second of the day. It changed my life. If you had met me, you know, four years ago, I feel like you wouldn't even recognize me, who I am as a person, because I changed so, so much because of my experience at camp. So I wanted to give you guys some tips on both sides of the spectrum, whether you are going to be a camp counselor or a staff member, or if you're going to be a camper. And I have some questions that you guys asked me on my Instagram too. So let's head into it. I'm going to start out with tips for counselors. If you are going to be a camper and you're not super interested in this, honestly, a lot of these tips would probably even help you as a camper. But anyway, if you aren't interested in this part of the episode, I'm going to include in the show notes uh, where you can skip to start hearing the tips for 
campers. So you can go ahead and open the show notes and skip ahead if you want to, but I recommend that you stick around and listen. So first off, basics, kind of boring stuff, packing. So I have several suggestions. Not all of these are my own. Um, I had a really good friend that literally, she typed out like 10 pages of a Google Doc and I can't find it or else I would go through it with you guys because it was so helpful. But um, yeah, so some of these were her suggestions and I tried them out and they worked. So one of the things that you want to bring is trash bags. Now you might be like, what? Why? Now this depends on like where the camp is that you're going. But for me, I was going to North Carolina and the Carolinas can be pretty rainy and gross. So what I did is I would stick, you know, one to two trash bags in my backpack because we carried our backpack all around all day. And if it rained, then I could, this was not the cutest thing in the world, but that doesn't matter because it's camp. I would literally like grab my trash bag, open it up and throw my backpack in there because there's nothing worse than walking around and you know that your backpack is getting wet. Because I mean, by week three of camp, you do not care anymore about the rain. I I cared less about my hair than I cared about my backpack because it had my Bible in there and my notebook and I just didn't want my backpack to smell gross for the rest of summer. So that was a super helpful thing. Definitely helped me out a couple of times. Um, And then if you want to be even more careful, Ziploc bags. What I did is I got Ziploc bags and I put my Bible and, you know, a gallon Ziploc bag and then I also put all my notebooks and at... The camp that I went to, they also give you counseling notebooks and some, you know, instructions and guidelines and stuff. And so I would throw those in a separate Ziploc bag. So I had two. And then, you know, if I'm caught in a crazy downpour or I forgot to stick a trash bag in my backpack, then I know at least my Bible is not going to get wet because that would absolutely break my heart. My Bible is so, so precious to me. Um, Another thing that you'll want to bring is, and this, again, this might depend on the camp that you go to, but at my camp, you get a lot of papers. So every day you have, you know, papers with prayer requests from your cancer or campers. You have papers that are giving you the verses for the week. You have papers giving you the the schedule of the day, so many papers. So what we did is we bought plastic clipboards that open and close. I honestly didn't even know these existed until I was going to be a camp counselor. So they have, like I said, plastic clipboards that open and close. Uh, They're a clipboard on the outside and then you can open it and stick stuff inside. And I was really extra and washi taped a bunch of old book pages to mine because it was clear and ugly. So I made it cute and it was honestly even a conversation starter with some of my campers. So that was super helpful. Another one is index cards. So, uh, and I'll be getting to this later, but um, Joy on Instagram asked me, how do you get to know campers? You know, I mean, you're meeting these brand new faces, never met them before. There's so many names to learn. And I mean, I'm an introvert, so meeting people can be super terrifying. So something that's great is that first night, I would hand out index cards right before bed, and I would just give them random questions. I would always have them tell me their their name, their age, their grade. I would say funny things like favorite color, um, favorite food. Uh, if you had $1,000, what would you do with it? You know, girly stuff like we had in those books. I don't know, did you guys ever have those books that would ask random questions? 
I don't know why it was just so fun to go through and write down the answer to all of it. It was literally about me. It's kind of narcissistic, but anyway, uh, that and I would also, uh, these were really the, well, not really the two, because I also did want their name, age, and grade, but the, the one of the biggest questions were um, prayer requests, and then I would ask them on a scale of 1 to 10, how sure are you that you're going to be saved? One being, I definitely know I'm not saved, and 10 being, I am 100% sure that if I died right now, I would go to heaven. And these two questions are very, very insightful. From these questions, of course, you can find out if they are a Christian, which is extremely important to know about your camper. And then you can also get a tiny insight into their lives. You can find out, you know, what's really on their heart. Uh, You can bring these up on -on one-on-ones if you get to talk to them and have a conversation. Um... You can really get a little glimpse into their lives in a way that they might not necessarily open up to you about. Um, And they're good conversation starters to, you know, later make the conversation go a little bit deeper than it might have otherwise. Another thing you'll want to bring is possibly extra clothes. So at my camp, we did have a clothing rule. All clothes needed to come to your knee. So I brought some slips for the little girls and... I would have those just in case they were wearing something and I, I'm not very confrontational so having to go up to a little girl and saying hey your dress is too short is like the worst thing ever. So I would do instead is say hey your dress is a little short do you, want it, do you mind wearing this slip? If you don't want to you're going to have to change uh, and that really really helped. Um, even, you know, some girls will show up and only have brought dresses or the opposite. They won't have brought any dresses and we have services and by no means would we judge if someone goes to church wearing pants or jeans, but, um, just to make them feel comfortable because everyone else was wearing skirts or dresses, I would offer them a dress. Now, let me share a funny story with you. I had this one camper who was like bone thin, just this tiny little thing. I mean, she was probably in sixth grade and she was, she came out and she was wearing something that was kind of short. And I said, Hey, do you mind putting this slip on? And she looks at the slip and looks at me who I'm a woman. I am not bone thin like she is. And she looks back at the slip and is like, I don't think that's going to fit me. And I just look at her and I like toss it in her direction. I'm like, put it on. Okay. I was like, all right, this little girl just roasted me, but it's fine. Um, so then extra pens. Oh, girls, a girls love pens. Like the moment you pull out a bag full of colorful pens, their eyes glitter and like they think you're the coolest person in the world. So that's one reason to have pens. The other, of course, is for practical reasons. Sometimes, you know, these girls will come and they come from, you know, difficult backgrounds. They don't go to church. Um, and so they don't mind just sitting there and kind of daydreaming. And so giving them a pen and a piece of paper is kind of like a kind nudge to be like, hey, you need to be paying attention. I want you to write something down. And even if they just doodle during the service, I mean, at least you tried, right? The pens were a huge hit for me. You'll also, if you have time, this one kind of cracks me up, but this is along the same lines of the pens because like pens, if you are a super cool counselor who knows how to braid hair, these girls are going to think you are the coolest person in the world. Guaranteed. I kid you not. So, I, I mean, the, if a little girl, you know, comes out of the shower and you're like, hey, 
can I braid your hair? I think you would look really pretty with a French braid. Their eyes light up and they think that you are just absolutely amazing. So I would definitely recommend that. You'll also want to bring some band-aids. Now this may sound super weird, but let me explain. So especially with younger kids, this was super helpful. You know, they their eyes tear up, you look, there's nothing but the magic of a band-aid. You give them a band-aid, wipe their tears, and they're like, all right, I'm better now. And you're like, okay, good, good. Those were really helpful. Also, it can even be an inside joke. Like my mom sent me some, you know, pineapple band-aids and I had a I had a camper who had graduated from uh, high school and she wanted a pineapple band-aid. And then it became an inside joke because we just all wore pineapple band-aids even though most of us did not have a wound. So I would recommend that. Make them fun by some My Little Pony, some, you know, pineapple ones, whatever. I also recommend that you bring more shorts and shirts than you ever thought you would need in your life. Like you, I mean, especially at the camp that I went to, you're going to get wet. You're going to get sweaty. I probably went through two pairs of shorts and two shirts a day. It was just, it was so nice, you know, after lunch to be able to change my shirt because we would play a game in the mornings and I mean, yeah, it's camp, but you also kind of want to maintain a level of cleanliness, um, especially when you want to take a nap in the afternoon and you smell awful. At least if you change your shirt, it's a little bit better. Um, and then snacks. People love snacks. I just, I'm telling you, bring snacks. Bring snacks for your counselor friends. Bring snacks for your girls. Pro tip though, the first week I brought two packages of Oreos and I'm, <laughs> not to brag or anything, but I'm the coolest counselor in the world. I had, I had no restrictions about like food. I didn't care if the girls were eating tons of candy or whatever. First week. I have a junior high cabin, so what, ninth through, maybe 8th through 10th grade? They ate both things of Oreos. I kid you not. And I even think that they were mega packs, like two mega packs. These little scrawny ninth graders ate two things of them. And after that week, I thought, okay, maybe, maybe I should limit a little bit of this uh, at the camp that I go to uh, we have like a brother counselor and I heard him talking to his campers and they were trying to eat more gummy bears he's like no guys that's enough for tonight and I look at my own girls and they're like stuffing their faces with sugar and I'm like I should also probably help them maintain a semblance of orderliness but nah like I don't know I I didn't really care I mean they're gonna go back home and they'll have moms that will you know take care of that but anyway I'm like the fun aunt that everyone wishes they had, right? So snacks, yes, 100% snacks, but like don't set them all out because the, the, they will eat everything you have. Um, also bring some cards, just cards to write your friends notes to encourage them. This means so, so much. I know, I mean, I still I actually have all of the notes that people gave to me over that summer and I brought them with me. I did to California, probably don't need them but they were just so encouraging and they just are so symbolic of that amazing encouraging summer that I couldn't give them up. Also pro tip, um, when I was there, this was probably super extra. Nah, it was. Um, I went on Amazon and I found, you know those glass bottles of Starbucks that all us girls absolutely love and they're loaded with sugar, barely even coffee. Well, I found them on 
Amazon and they have them. I want to say that they're mini, but it's not mini like you would think. It's probably <clears throat> three-fourths the size of a regular one. And it was so cheap. I can't give you the price off the top of my head, but I probably got 10 for a really good price. They were maybe two bucks each. And I just honestly got a shipment of that to the camp. And then I stuck them in people's uh, little cubbies. We had cubbies at the camp. And it meant the world to people. So that's all as far as packing. Um, now let's go on to connecting with campers. As I said, someone, or Joy, asked me, how do you interact with campers the first day when you don't know them? This is, this is super hard, like I said, because I'm an introvert and we don't naturally wanna talk about other people. But I mean, as soon as you see those little campers, just remember that this week revolves around them. You are showing them Jesus. And for just this week, don't let yourself matter, you know? Like, just love on these kids like there is no tomorrow. So first off, I recommend getting them to talk about themselves. Ask them questions. Uh, kids love talking about their family, where they're from, their state, their town, past camp experiences. I mean, kids loved being like, this is my 10th summer. And I'm like, oh my goodness, they've been here more than I am. And I would joke with them about that and be like, haha, you should be the counselor. I will be the camper, and they loved that. Uh, talk about school. It's so weird now being graduated because I can see now, like, when I talk to a person who is almost any bit younger than me, you're expected to ask them what grade they're in, and I remember feeling like that was just so important. You know, I'm in 11th grade. I'm in 12th. I'm in 6th. Like, it's that grade is so important to people. And ask them about their hobbies. Just... Ask questions and listen. Listen, listen, listen. Be so involved. Uh, be interested in their lives. You will. They will just automatically love you. I remember my mom used to tell me um, that if you go out with someone and you just ask questions the whole time, they almost 100% guaranteed will go home and think that you are the best person ever. And it's hilarious because all they did is let you talk about yourself for an hour. And I've, I've, th I've thought about this before, you know, I had a really good friend and bless her heart, she was such a good listener. And I would come home after every, you know, outing with her and I would just feel so like, she is the best person ever. And this thing that my mom had told me would hit me and it's like, Amanda, you just talked about yourself. So I, I started trying to level that out. Um, she was just very good at like asking questions and listening. So anyway, listen, 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 ask, ask, ask connect in any way. When they say things, you know, agree with them. When they say, hey, I have a sister, like not in a way that you're trying to swivel the conversation onto yourself, but more that you're trying to agree with them and validate them. So if they say, oh yeah, I have one brother, you say, oh my goodness, I do too. How old is your brother? See, turn it around. Uh, if they say, yeah, I like art. So because, you know, I was a graphic design major, I was like, no way. I'm a graphic design major. What medium is your favorite? And they would get all excited. And they would, you know, I like graphite. I like pastel, blah, blah, blah. Um, turn it around and relate with them. Also, this sounds so, so goofy. I know, and I'm sorry, but be yourself. I never felt so like myself until I was around these kids. Like, these little kids just somehow were able to draw out the real Amanda. I was goofy. I was so 
perky and excited and we had so many inside jokes. I made them giggle so hard. Um, just be yourself. And like these kids know if you're authentic or not. A lot of the ones I, again, don't know what camp you're going to be counseling at, but a lot of the campers that I dealt with had really rough home backgrounds. They're not dumb. They are very smart. They know people who are authentic. They know how to find people who love them. And it was the craziest thing when I was, I started being able to tell kids or recognize kids who were divorced um, versus kids who, you know, had both parents in the picture because the kids whose parents were divorced just seemed to really like click with me and just connect and cling to me. And I felt like I was giving them the attention that they were really, really craving. And I was listening to them and it just always made me wonder, you know, what their home life was like. Um, remember how you felt as a camper and turn that around. There were some things that I, um, I just remembered from when I was a camper. I remembered when we were, so meal times were extremely hectic. So first off, it is extremely loud because there's so many people. It is very, very fast paced. So I remember as a camper, my counselor would be trying to talk to me. A, I was an introvert, so I didn't really want to talk right then. And B, she was, you know, having to yell at me. And sometimes I didn't hear. And it just, there's something about me that I hate asking people, you know, to repeat their question. It just makes me feel dumb or something. So that whole situation just did not like. I, so actually, and that's the other thing. I always was like, can you please just let me eat? Like, we're trying to yell at each other. If you just wait 10 minutes, we'll be outside and we can have this conversation, which is a little bit of sassy Amanda. But that was me. So when I was a counselor, I would talk to my campers, yes, but I really was focused on just letting them eat, get it over with. We would talk when we're outside. And there were some other things that I just remembered from being a camper that I did not like. For some reason, some counselors are super strict about showers. I told the girls, hey, be smart, be kind, um, six-ish minutes, I, but I'm not going to yell at you. And we certainly are not doing, you know, two-minute cold showers. There's absolutely no way. And the girls left me for it. So, yeah, just remember and reflect um, and try to be that counselor that you always wanted, right? This is something that you'll have to decide for yourself, but honestly, be willing to buy the girls things if you feel led to. So, I have an example of this. I have a dear, dear camper, and she told me that for the rest of my life, I had to share her story because it was just absolutely so amazing. And I probably won't go into details here, but maybe one day I will. Um, her code name, because I don't want to give out her real name, is Hope. She had an extremely rough background. Um, she was, what, 16, and she had had an abusive boyfriend, and... She didn't have any parents and, you know, her grandma was just very, very harsh and she was telling me all these things and even before I knew this, I think, there was one day where I told her about, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but when I was on the soccer team, actually, I would put ice cream in coffee and drink it. Um, probably not the best thing, but it tasted like the best thing ever. And so I told her about this and she wanted to try it. And so... I went up to our staff lounge, got two cups of just plain old coffee, and then bought, you know, two scoops of vanilla ice cream, and I gave it to her. And I will never forget, she just looked at me with such huge eyes. And she kept repeating, you bought this for me? 
you actually did this? You, you bought this for me? You actually did this? And she was like in shock. And that just absolutely broke my heart because I was like, this girl is coming from a background where, you know, people might say that they're going to do something and they don't follow through. Or she's coming from a background where people, people just don't provide for her. They don't buy her things. And just something simple like buying, you know, a dollar worth of ice cream could really mean something to your camper. Now, I'm not saying you have to buy something for every camper. And obviously you want to be careful because you don't want the other campers to find out that, you know, you're buying one camper a bunch of stuff. But, you know, be be um, vigilant. Notice if some of the girls maybe don't have as much money as the others and just try to, you know, provide for them in any way that you can. Now, this is something that I did. I think I just did this for two or three campers, but I was really, really moved to. So for especially troubled campers, I would buy them a notebook. We had a general store, and I found these little um, hand-sewn notebooks that were only $3 or something crazy like that. So I would buy it, and for two or three of my campers, I wrote down some of the verses that meant the most to me. Just compiled a bunch of verses, maybe on the first three pages. I hand-lettered their name on the front, and I gave it to them. And I said, hey, when you go home, I am not going with you. But you know who is? God. And he is way better than me. And what I want you to do is I want you to look at these verses when you are scared or feel alone. And I want you to know that someone has walked on the path before you, and I want you to remember that God is with you. And I want you to just read these and reflect on them and let them rest in your soul. And you know what I really want you to do? I want you to look through your own Bible, do your own devotions, and add onto the pages of these. Make this a verse booklet that you can one day look back on and know that these verses helped carry you through some of the darkest parts of your life. And that was absolutely amazing. Like I said, it was only $3. And I had... I had to, um, I had to wake up early to do this, um, which, you know, I think, I think everyone wakes up at seven, which is super early for me. Sorry if you're like a morning person, don't relate, but oh my goodness, we had to wake up at six in the morning and I, I would wake up even earlier when I was making these journals or I would, you know, do it throughout the day when I could. Uh, it'll take, take time and just a little bit of money, but it was really, really worth it. And I hope, who knows where those girls are now, right? But I like to imagine that they still have those books and they're now full of verses. So here's some general tips. Um, this is my favorite tip of ever. And my, my camp counselor, uh, like four or five years ago, told me this. She said that, so okay, at night it, it can be hard to get campers to get in bed and go to bed. You know, they want to whisper, they want to talk, they have tons of energy, you do not. So, so a trick is that you say, hey girls, I'm going to pray now. And when I say amen, I want you to be quiet. Because A, like, I mean, unless they're extremely disrespectful, which can happen, uh, these, you know, most people are going to be quiet when you pray. So once you start praying, they'll be quiet. You know, after praying for so long and you say amen, they're not going to have, they're already going to be kind of lulled into a stupor. <laughs> they're going to be more ready to go to bed. And if you pray long enough, they will have fallen asleep. This is the secret. <laughs> So yeah, I would pray before bed and it, honestly, this helped me 
immensely in praying out loud. Because I don't know about you guys, I feel like, you know, you're in church and people are like, it's Wednesday night, hey, you want to pray? And I don't know why, it's just so like, no, I don't want to pray, do you? You pray, I don't want to, like, it's scary praying out loud. But because I did this and just got used to it, praying out loud is not as, you know, um, intimidating anymore. Also, very generic, but give of yourself. I really recommend that you read through the Gospels before you go to camp. Um, especially once you get there, you will never read the Gospels the same. Specifically, I've been reading through Mark right now, and I remember reading a passage about how Jesus, it, it was evening, okay? And Jesus had been teaching for hours, and you know he was tired. And the disciples were like, okay, let's let's send them away. It's it's time for them to go. And what did Jesus do? He looked around, was moved with compassion, and said, they might faint. They, they've been with me all day. They haven't really eaten. If we send them away now, they might not be able to make it home. I want to provide for their needs. I want to feed them. And they just, this just made me think of camp so much because there are so many times where you are give, give, giving. Like, I don't know, you, you literally feel like you're not even taking care of yourself. You are tired. The last thing you want to do is keep giving. You are so tempted to just be like, all right, all of you, walk over there. I'm going to, you know, go over here and just do something fun for me. And, but, but when you read about Jesus' story, it is just so amazing. And it really inspired me to, in those moments, have compassion on my campers and just keep giving. Um, so try to read that um, and put, you know, tuck little notes in your mind for when you're a counselor about being selfless and being moved with compassion and providing for people um, even out of your own well of resources, even if it means that you might be tired and hungry and thirsty. Expect to be uncomfortable and grow. <laughs> it's, it's gonna happen just being around the word so much, um, being around, you know, kids with sad stories, being around other Christians. It's going to be uncomfortable, but I can definitely say it was worth every single second of it. I really, really loved it. I also suggest that you do your devotions every day even if that means you have to wake up early. Um, we would talk about this. How do you expect to give if you're not even getting? You, you have to do your devotions in the morning so that as you go throughout your day, you can be giving from those resources, right? You have to be getting spiritually energized in order to spiritually energize others. So, you know, like I said, for us, most of the counselors would wake up at six later in the Later in the summer, it was like, you know, 6.25, five minutes before we needed to get places. But I recommend 100% that you find out, find a time to do this, whether it's, you know, waking up 10 minutes earlier in the morning, waking up at 5.50 even, or whether that's during the day, um, have to read the Bible. It's, if you aren't, you're only, not even, I was going to say that you're only fooling yourself, but you're also taking away from others because, like I said, you're not going to have anything to give your campers. Now, this is not fun, but I recommend that you rest on the weekends. Maybe this is fun, um, but I know weekends are, are super fun. You know, people go hiking, people go out to eat, they do all these activities, explore, but I really do recommend. If it's a Sunday, fine, but you got to take a nap. You have to rest because camp is so, so crazy, and like I said, you are give, give, giving, it's not even physically tiring, although it can be at times. At the camp I went to, there are so many hills and there's a lot of walking. It's a big camp. But it's 
I don't know, it's it's mentally exhausting. And I guess, you know, those of you who are in college understand this and even high school. Mental exhaustion is definitely a thing. So make time to rest on the weekends. And then let's talk about counseling. So, so I was extremely nervous to counsel. I felt like I was a new Christian because I had only just read through the entire Bible. But that was so, so special because because I had just read through the Bible, I felt like the whole thing was fresh in my mind. I know that sounds weird, but it just, I just felt like I could reference a wide variety of things. So for me, I was very nervous about counseling girls, but I found out you, you know, if, if one of the girls is struggling with maybe bitterness, um, you don't have to find a Bible verse that has the word bitterness in, the, in it. And that was one of the biggest things that I learned. I was talking to a fellow counselor and they were just saying, you know, most of these girls, they know that bitterness is bad. That's why they came out to talk to you, right? Um, so reading them a verse about how bad bitterness is is not going to help. Now, what will help is twofold. So you really want to try to get to the root of the problem. For example, you don't want to tell them to stop lying. You really want to like get in their head and understand why they're lying. And this comes to my second point, which is try to understand the lie that they're believing about God. So at the root of every single sin problem, there's something deeper to that sin problem. And from that, that is based on a lie about God. So for example, maybe we are super, super bitter. And now the thing that we're seeing is lashing out and maybe things like stealing or lying. We got to look down deep into that person's heart and realize, oh wait, okay, they aren't just like lying to lie or stealing to steal. They are bitter. And so that's the thing that we need to find, you know, verses about and really that's the thing that we need to figure out what the lie that they believe about God is. So maybe at the heart of that bitterness, they believe God isn't enough to give me what I need. Um, and so they're bitter at God. And so they say, because of this, I'm going to steal to get what I need. I'm going to lie to get what I need. Does that make sense? So let me repeat this again. We see a lot of sin problems like, you know, yelling, cheating, stealing, pornography, all kinds of sins, but that there's, there's something deeper to that. And we want to find that, whether that's bitterness or anger, or just, you know, more like emotion kind of things. And from that, that is based on a lie that we believe about God. And this counseling system was really, really implement or really amazing in my life because it's helped me counsel myself. So I would recommend that, you know, if you want to go back and listen to that and take notes, uh, that's going to be a great way to help actually get your camper to change their life. Because if you say, hey, you shouldn't lie, that's bad. They're going to be like, oh, okay, but that's not going to get to the heart problem, which is that they don't believe that God is good. They're just going to say, oh, I guess I shouldn't lie and go on with their life. Go on believing that God isn't good. So because we believe that, I would recommend that you actually have go-to passages that mean a lot to you. I, so my favorites are Romans 8, Lamentations 3, and 2 Corinthians 4. That doesn't mean that I don't ever refer to any other scripture, absolutely not. But if I'm like ever in a pickle, with these three passages, I really feel like I could counsel, and God's help, don't want to boast here, I really feel like I could counsel any 
situation with just these passages. So, you know, bonus points if you actually choose passages that meant a lot to you and you can connect your story with theirs. And so that kind of goes to my next point, which is to always relate. So like you may not have an addiction to pornography, but we all want to feel attractive and loved and we all want pleasure. We're all trying to find joy in something other than God. So, you know, you can, I, my big thing is always to relate to people, you know, because especially, you know, things that we as humans deem as bare sins, which they are not. God sees sins the same way. Um, but, you know, we might see someone who struggled with pornography and we never have. And so we think, oh, wow, how do I cancel this person? You can. Because, like I said, you want to be loved too, right? You have things that you turn to and moments where God is not enough. And so because of that, you can come alongside this kid and be like, you know what? I totally relate to trying to find things that are going to satisfy us. But let me tell you, it's not going to satisfy you. And that way they can feel less shame and move onto the track towards, you know, healing. Also, listening is so huge. So many kids just need someone to listen to them. This may be the only time in this kid's year, you know, that some adult is going to sit down with them and actually listen to their story and try to answer their problems. Because goodness knows where these kids come from, what their home backgrounds are like. Some of them will tell you, some of them won't. But you might be the only person that this year they feel like loves them. Is that not insane? But unfortunately, it is true. So now I get to a question from Marissa. She asks, what do I do when a camper asks a tough question that I don't have an answer to? This was absolutely terrifying to me when I was going to be a counselor. I, I mean, you feel so, you know, weak and inept when you are counseling people because it's like, there's like, I wish God were here and could answer their question because I know my own faults. I know that I am not doing my devotions like I should. I feel like I should not be here, you know, answering this question from this kid. But the fact that you are there and that you are a sinful human that is attempting to, you know, show them how to live, that that is enough. You are trying, you are helping them. So what I would recommend is it's okay to say you don't have the answer. It is 100% okay. Do not feel ashamed. You do not have to know everything about the Bible. They might ask really hard questions. What I would do is I would say, you know what? I do not have the answer for that off the top of my head. But let me tell you this. I'm going to research this and I'm going to report back to you tomorrow. And if you can, you know, give them a time that you will so that they know that you're going to actually follow through. Because, you know, like I said, they might come from broken homes where the adults in their lives tell them things and then don't follow through. So make sure that they know that you're, you're, their question is important to you and you are going to follow through. Now, research might look like, you know, looking it up in the back of your concordance. Uh, for me, we have what we call team leads. So these are like higher level counselors, I guess. So you could always go to them and say, hey, I have this question. How would you recommend answering this? Um, we also had internet access. Um, so you could always, you know, look it up and kind of research literally on the internet. But do make sure, please do not forget because... That would be so, so sad for them to go home knowing that you didn't answer their question and even, you know, mistakenly thinking that you avoided their question. I always want people to know that it's okay to ask questions about the Bible. You're not going to understand everything. The original, you know, audience was the Israelites for a lot of it. The original language was not English. So there's going to be questions and context that we miss out on being English-speaking people. 
So ask questions. That's totally fine. And we also want to show people that it's, we should we should want to research. Every person who's a Christian needs to be a scholar. They need to be able to research because you're studying the Bible, you're researching the Bible. So yeah, and the last thing that I want to say is that your heart will probably break for these kids and I want you to give it to God. <sighs> when Saturday would hit and I would know that these kids are going back to these terrible situations and some of them were even dangerous situations, it would break my heart and I just, I felt so sick, but I had to remind myself that God was going home with them and that was better, a thousand times better than it would have been if I had gone with them because God is all powerful and he knows He knows every thought that they've ever had. He knows how many hairs are on their head. He even counts their tears. So who am I to think, you know, well, if I were going back home with them, then everything would be fixed. I can't even take care of my own life. So what am I talking about, you know? Um, So yes, give it to God and just trust that he's going home with them and he's going to fix what we cannot fix. All right, so now I'm going to talk about some tips for campers. These are a little shorter just because I feel like there's not as much to say, but definitely I really appreciate people that ask me, you know, how they can prepare as a camper. So first off, someone asked how to find a camp. Um, I honestly would say ask your friends in church for a recommendation. That might sound like a cop-out, but I mean, even when people ask me for, you know, restaurants or coffee shops, I'm like, hey, like ask your friends and stuff because I don't know, there's just something about you know, talking to a friend and they tell you that they had a good experience, it's so much better than just, you know, Googling random restaurants or camps because you actually have an eyewitness account. You have a review, I guess, um, about this camp. So yeah, I would ask my friends at my church for recommendations. I was also asked what essentials to bring. I, I'm going to be basic and say to check their website for specifics. Most websites are going to have what you can and can't bring. Um, you know, it's going to be things like this, this is important. You want to check if they want you to bring dresses for evening services. Are there going to be, you know, activities? So do you want to bring sneakers? Are you going to die if you bring your Converse? There was one girl I felt so bad for. She had on a beautiful brand new pair of white sneakers. And she was coming back to the cabins. And I was like, I'm sorry, you, you can't come back here. Like, because they were doing stuff in that area right then. And she was like, what? why not? These are brand new shoes. I'm like, I am so sorry. You like, you shouldn't have probably brought those shoes to camp. But anyway, so just know like the situation that you're going into. Think about rain. Like if it rains, you're going to need extra clothes. You know, are there water activities? Do you need a bathing suit? You know, are, are there going to be sheets or sorry, are you going to need sheets or a sleeping bag? Things like that. That will be on the website. Um, most of that's going to be helpful for you there. Uh, my overall tip is to bring more clothes than you think you'll need. (laughs) You will be very grateful because you get real sticky at camp. As far as preparing spiritually, I would recommend that you start journaling the month before. Just, you know, write out your problems, write out your prayers to God, write out your goals. Make spiritual goals. I think that's really important. So ask yourself, when I leave camp, how do I want to be a better person? Um, ask God to reveal any sin areas, um, in the upcoming month. Um, I am so guilty of being blind to my own sins sometimes, so it's just really, really good to, you know, be real with God and ask Him to reveal that to you. Um, And then I would also recommend that you ask your counselor if they see any areas where you can improve. Now, I'm, I don't know, I, 
I'm not naturally confrontational, so I've had people ask me this, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to, like, think about this and come back to you later. So you might want to ask your counselor this on the first or second day just so they can be looking and then, you know, ask them on the last day, hey, so what did you see? And this can be really revealing. So first off, you have, you know, God revealing sin problems in your life. You have your journal, which is just really, journaling is very, very helpful. It, especially if you're a writer like me, it just is very revealing and you can even find things through that. And then you have your counselor who is going to hopefully give you some areas of improvement in your life. So already you'll have three, you know, possible ways that you could be a better person by the time you leave camp. Also take notes um, when you get there. You know, there might be services, there might be training sessions, things along those lines. Definitely, definitely, definitely take notes and plan to keep those, you know, read them, reflect on them, take copious notes. Taking notes just scientifically helps you remember things better. So 100% recommend that. Um, and then when you're there, see how you can serve your counselor and fellow campers. This is going to sound ridiculous and jaded since I was a, a counselor. Like, yes, bring them like, you know, a box of pizza and like, you know, three bags of $100 bills. No, but um, I'm just saying that because I know, like, obviously I know because I was one, being a counselor can be extremely exhausting. And I had some campers that at the end of the week, you know, just gave me a thank you note and it meant the world to me. I, it was absolutely amazing. There were, there was a camper that, you know, painted me a painting. One of them actually brought me a gift box the first day. I was like, what? One of them, her mom made me homemade biscotti. Guys, to this day, I have not tasted a single thing that was as good as that biscotti. And it might've been because the food at camp wasn't super great and I was like running on fumes, but I'm... I still have the memory. It lives on in my heart. And that biscotti was the best thing I have ever tasted. A lot of people go to camp just, you know, thinking me, me, me. But hey, why not turn around and think about your fellow campers? Like, you can even play mini counselor. I did not mind that. I loved when my campers took each other under their wing and kind of helped, like, be the mediator between me and the other person if needed. Um, they could come to me and, or I could even go to them and say, hey, how's she doing? Like, they were kind of my little, you know, I don't want to say partner in crime. That sounds bad, but I was just able to ask them questions and they were able to relate to the person on a level that obviously could not because I wasn't in, you know, exactly the same stage of life as they were. So that was powerful. So, um, and especially if you want to be a counselor eventually, uh, practice, practice with your campers. Don't come across as, you know, self-righteous. Don't be like, hey, do you want to go do a Bible study? Um, you know, unless, of course they actually want to but you know what I'm saying don't be obnoxious about it and act like you're such a great Christian I thought of the word I was thinking of pretentious don't be pretentious um so yeah those were all my tips for campers and counselors so guys thank you so much for listening to this episode I hope that it was super super helpful it was all from experience and I honestly probably have more more stories and tips about this real quick do not lock yourself out of your cabin the first day I, the first, the first day I was a counselor, I'm bringing my kids back to my cabin and I had locked myself out of the cabin. I did not have the key and I had accidentally locked it. So I had to run to the head counselor's cabin, get the key, come back. I was so embarrassed, but also running on adrenaline. So it was fine. Don't lock yourself out of your cabin. Try to look like an adult. No, it's hard sometimes. 
But um, yeah, if you guys have any other specific questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram at beloved.magazine. And make sure to follow us while you're at it. We have lots of fun content over there. I post a reminder when we do a new podcast. Um, and that makes me think of it. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you're subscribed and you share it with your friends. And until next time, guys, remember that you are beloved.